Hi, and welcome to the Tea with Intuitives podcast. I'm Brittany, an esoteric healer, Akashic Record reader, and authentic empowerment coach. And I'm Melly, an Akashic reader, past life psychic, and channeling coach. Each episode, we answer one of your questions about spirituality, the Akashic Records, energy healing, meditation, spirit guides, and the unseen world. So we invite you to grab your cup of tea while we answer today's questions from Ben on YouTube. He says, I'd like to know how you both began from the very start. I will meditate and try to feel something, but it's never that third eye light energy stuff. I was never a skeptic of it all, but the more I cannot do these things, the more skeptical I get. But before we dive into that subject, Melly, I'm curious, what tea are you drinking today? Today, I am feeling the fall vibes. I am drinking a chai rooibos, and there is no caffeine um, in it. So it is cardamom, rooibos, cinnamon, ginger, and nutmeg. Mm, How cold is it where you are? Uh, It's getting colder now. It's hot days, but cold nights. Oh. So we're starting to feel the fall. And you? Yeah. It's chilly in the morning. So in the North Carolina mountains, it's getting really chilly and I love it. It's, it feels like fall. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love that tea. I love chai. I have a lot going on. I have water. I have my traditional Earl Grey uh, and I have my liver detox smoothie. So it's like smoothies and tea with intuitives today, but <laughs> yeah, but careful with the smoothies so you don't have that mustache while we record. I know. Well, <laughs> my teeth just tell me that'll, okay. be, that'll be the game today. <laughs> okay, but you're good. Great. Yeah. <laughs> also, we went to New York. We did, but, but not separately. together. Yeah, separately. <laughs> yeah. Did um, you have fun? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Great. Exhausting. Yeah, so much walking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you saw... I saw Stranger Things experience with my husband and my 11-year-old daughter, who is a super, super fan. She was wearing her Stranger Things shirt, and she got assigned the uh, team leader position. So I think that because she, I think they selected teenagers with the Stranger Things costumes or t-shirts. So it was very fun. Um, She's bilingual now. She understands and speaks English frequent, uh, fluently. So it was really fun to uh, see her and uh, interact with other people. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. And now she can watch Stranger Things in English and French. Oh, no, no French. No dubbing. No, original only. <laughs> oh, really? So oh, she, so before funny. she was fluent in English, she was watching it in English. She never watched it in French. She started right from the bat in English and she became bilingual during the summer. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So let's talk about esoteric stuff and how it all began for us. Yeah. Do you want to go first? (laughs) Sure. I can. I can. Um, It started late for me. It started at the end of my 30s, beginning of my 40s. Like 
um, our abilities are always there. We're always connected to the spirit world and everyone can um, channel their spirit guides and be in connection. We're all intuitive, um, but you also need to want it. And so what happened for me is that I just didn't know I could do that. And I read a book and it explained that, yes, sure, you can just speak to your spirit guides. It's that easy. So, you know, I started off reading the little protection protocol that was in the book. And I was super nervous because I've always been so scared of ghosts. Uh, because I had an encounter when I was five years old that scared me a lot. And so I, I ask a question and I get absolutely nothing because at the time I don't know that I'm not centered um, I'm scared I haven't meditated enough and so what happens is that there is a, a a cracking sound like my floor is doing that cracking sound and I go <laughs> alone in my room and I'm freaking out um, and so that is how I learned that okay I wasn't doing things properly and that was creating a huge blockage and I think this is what is happening for a lot of people is not doing how to do it and, and being scared and when you are scared you can bring in some mischievous entities who just want to fool around so what happened for me the first time I really got what we call a hit I really got something and saw something I was very much relaxed. I know that my energy level was higher with all the meditation and I let go of all expectations. And something that I really, really like as an advice when you meditate or really in life in general is that um, really you don't have to perform. Like nothing is expected of you and you don't have anything to prove so I'm starting off telling myself I don't have anything to prove and whatever happens happens and if I still get like that black screen that's fine um and I just asked my spirit guides what do I need to know right now and there was a beautiful eagle there um that went from the ground and up to the skies and he while he was soaring through the sky he was talking to me it was a spirit animal that was very close to me at the time and he was just explaining um all kind of wise stuff I don't remember the details but it was all about for me getting perspective and not being so close to my ego and my emotions and it's it's exactly what I needed because I wanted to evolve spiritually and to channel more so you do you feel you were naturally intuitive when you were younger but you blocked it out Oh, yes. And I did it consciously because um, I told that story before, but for the listeners who haven't heard it, when I had the encounter at, at five years old, um, I know who it is now because I had a, an Akashic reading with you and I asked about it. I was curious. And um, you found out that it was like an, an old soul family member who was like, oh, she can easily pick up on us she can easily hear us and during the night that person who was a kind of a distant family member 
went and chatted with me and I was so scared he felt it I really felt a masculine energy and he said okay I'm going to leave the room and come back in a few minutes and um, if you don't want to communicate with me just roll over and show me your back so I I rolled over and I um, I slept on my side my whole childhood because I was so scared that spirits would come back and I knew that was a sign I don't want to communicate with you and I had my sheets over my head it was crazy I was so so scared and at that moment I really blocked everything and every time that I was getting intuitive hits I'm from um, a family I have a mother who's very much like these things don't exist So every time I was getting intuitive, I was like, oh, this is crazy. This is dumb. So I was doing the opposite, which wasn't good for me. Oh, so much fear. And I think a lot of that is what we see in media. Mm -hmm. Everything that we do, the work that you and I do, it's portrayed in movies and TV shows as being made fun of or... um, just too woo-woo or too out there. And so I think a lot of us, even as children, especially surrounded by adults who don't believe in it, or we see in media that it's not real or it's someone scamming someone else. Like, oh, I went to see a psychic and the psychic told me this and they just took my money. And we're really natural empaths and intuitives and natural seers and energy healers we're really battling a lot of social stigma around the work that we do. We're battling the media, making fun of the work that we do. And we're also kind of up against generations of family and caretakers who have been taught through those outlets to not believe in the work that we do. Mm -hmm. So of course, as a child, the first reaction you're going to have is fear because you don't know, you don't understand what's going on. You don't know how it's possible when all you've seen is that it's not possible. And I I think so many people listening, especially people drawn to this kind of work have been told that it's not possible. So the first thing is going into this what subconscious beliefs do you still have surrounding this isn't possible or this isn't real do you need to do some beautiful reprogramming with your subconscious of you're safe going into this work or it is okay for you to to see um is there past life ties that are preventing you from being a seer that are preventing you from going into your intuition in a deeper way that i think there's a huge story surrounding maybe why someone is trying really hard, but not seeing. So there's always a bigger picture. What what kind of work do you still need to do that allows you to walk over that bridge and be fully immersed into your intuitive ability? And the other thing I will say is it's a muscle. Um, this actually came through in a coaching call about a week ago, and I love it. I, it stuck with me so much. But um, when we feel like we're finally ready to grow our intuition, to work with it, to expand upon it, it's like a muscle. You don't just go to the gym and work out for an hour and all of a sudden your whole body is different. <laughs> would that be great? Sure, that would be great. But that's not how things work here in the 3D. With intuition and with growing that muscle, it takes dedication, time, and practice, um, especially if We have subconscious beliefs that are preventing us from seeing or feeling. If we've grown up being told that it's not real or if we've been conditioned in whatever form to believe that it's not real, you're really working against 
your your core beliefs. You're working against not using a muscle that you're finally ready to use. It's practice. It takes time. And the number one thing that got me to where I am today is because I have received hundreds. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I have received hundreds of hours of energy healing for myself, hundreds. And being able to use that multidimensional modality to go in and, and heal the parts of me that were afraid or didn't want to see or didn't feel confident enough to do this work or whatever it might be, um, hundreds of hours of energy healing and meditation to get me to where I am today. And I'm not ashamed of that. We're working against lifetimes of this battle between what's real and what's not, what's illusion and what's not. And um, it can take time. So the biggest thing is remember, it's like a muscle that you're working out. It is a process. And the third thing I want to say actually is you cannot rush your soul. There's nothing that you can do that will force or make you into someone your soul is not ready to be. That is not possible. If your soul, for whatever reason, has chosen to come into this life in a body and an energy state into a personality that's not supposed to be a seer or is simply not ready to go into this work in the way that Melly and I go into, you can't rush that. And I'm not saying it's impossible, but maybe it's not today. Maybe it's not this year. Maybe your time of coming into that part of yourself isn't supposed to be right now but the best thing that you can do is keep meditating and just like Melly said which I love it you just show up and you don't have any expectations and you go with the flow and you are totally open to where your soul is going to guide you because that that's the journey yeah and I also want to point out when you mentioned that you had hundreds of healings that I took classes as well, and I tried to go and check all different types of classes and techniques just to see what fits with me. And I did a lot of exercises and a lot of meditation. So when I say you really need to want it, you need to work for it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's hard because we, the work that we do and the energy work and seeing energy or wanting to open your third eye, it's soul work. So the personality might want something that the soul is not intentionally ready for, for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Um, and just know that it'll happen. Practice patience, being open to whatever comes to you. Yeah. It, it's all divine timing as well. Yeah. And a lot of healing. Yeah, and I work with the 10 soul types. And if you are a hunter leader soul type, um, there are great chances that this is not what you're meant to do. Um, you're not meant to be a seer and, and be immersed in spirituality because what why you are here and what you have to offer to the world is different, but it doesn't mean that it is less important. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes. And I think soul type is so beautiful because or even soul types are even just what your soul has chosen to uh, to experience in this life. It might not be what other people around you are experiencing. And that's okay because you're supposed to be different. You know, you have to stand in your own power. And if that means you're not a seer, then you're not a seer. There's power that's going to come to you in other ways in the forms of your intuition. Yeah, but if you feel called 
Um, I really like Oracle cards and I think they help a lot. So just doing an Oracle card reading. Um, if you can meditate before, that would be great. But just pull some cards and ask the spirit guides, like, what do I need to know to open my third eye right now? What do I need to know to better communicate with my spirit guides right now? And so you will have the first steps. What I did as well is that I worked with a an Oracle deck that was on chakras and um I worked a lot I took a chakra class and I cleansed my chakras and activated them and then I was pulling cards asking okay which chakra do I need to work on right now and it, it's funny because I did my chakra evaluation and the cards that I pulled were exactly what my evaluation said I needed to work on but then there were um, more spiritual tools to help me in the little booklet so that really helped me before I started channeling so take care of your of your vibes really take the time to tune in um, with yourself and something that I get a lot with clients when I'm in Akashic readings is spirit guides say Take the time to meet your soul first before you meet us. And to meet your soul, you have to um, meet that place of love in your heart chakra because this is where your soul lives. It's in the heart chakra. And, and once you find that spot and you meet your soul, maybe you don't hear any messages from your higher self, but that's fine. You're just in that space and you found the 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 space to to start channeling like that is the departure line to start channeling beautifully said yeah oh I forgot to mention I don't have a microphone oh <laughs> right I'll right sorry people there were were chord problems and so um for this episode and the next one Brittany doesn't have a good podcast microphone. <laughs> I know. I hope I don't sound too bad. Thank you for listening to the Tea with Intuitives podcast. If you have a question for us, you can send it at teawithintuitives at gmail.com or via Instagram or YouTube. Your love for this podcast helps us grow and reach more like-minded souls. So don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Have a beautiful week.